sweep the leg. You have a problem with that? No sensei. Get him a body bag, Johnny! Another episode of Sweep the Lake Podcast. I'm your host with the most, Mike Macmasunas, and this is episode five. I want to thank you so much for coming back. I apologize for last week. Uh, I know uh, I was not here, but hey, life gets in the way, and I would have loved to record an episode last week, but like I said, life got in the way, just couldn't do it. So, but I am back, and I am happy and excited because I am going to be doing something different tonight. Uh, lately, I've been doing, you know, old school movies, you know, movies that I actually thought a lot of people had seen, but uh, a lot of my friends on Facebook uh, mentioned, hey, I haven't listened to the episode because I've never seen the movie, and, uh, you know, I'm not sure I want to listen to the episode. So I figured I'd do something a little different and do uh, a topic I've been wanting to talk about for a long time. Um, I was trying to stay away from topics, I just wanted to do kind of a movie. Uh, movie of the week along with some music and stuff but I figured I gotta get this off my chest and chances are almost everybody who would listen to this has at least seen one of these movies or can understand where I'm coming from so I decided to do the Masoonist top 10 worst movies of all time now as I told you in the very first episode I am a person who pretty much loves every movie. I can always find something good in a movie. Uh, usually, I can uh, you know watch it and be like, yeah, I like that, I like that. But you know, I I'll, I'll watch it again, or it's not worth my time to watch it again. But these movies on my list are the movies that you need to run from. And when I say run, I mean you need to just take off and don't look back. Uh, the first five were super easy for me to come up with. The other five I had to really think about, but uh, after about five minutes or so, it came to me. And uh, then I was like, yep, yep, that's it. That's the one I'm going to go with. So before uh, we go ahead and uh, get into all that fun stuff, I don't actually have any new emails this week, and I don't have any new iTunes reviews. I do have new listeners, though. Uh, Tim from the old co-host of the Crossroads podcast. He is checking out tonight's episode, so thank you, sir. I appreciate you listening to this episode. Uh, he didn't like any of them, or he never watched or liked any of the other movies I did previously, so I don't blame him for not wanting to check those out. So, um, same thing for Stars, the host of the Crossroads podcast, and I do have to admit you are doing an awesome job. Keep it up, girl. She's checking out tonight's episode as well. And uh, if you didn't know, Jason from the Flicks, Cross, uh, Flicks Film and Focus, Shadowy Flight, Show Me to Winston, he is the official co-host of the Crossroads podcast. I believe I mentioned that last episode, but if I didn't, there you go. You got some information. So... Let's go ahead and get into the movie and music news of the week.
All right, first in music news, um, yesterday the rapper Nate Dogg uh, passed away. He was 41 years old. As I said before, I'm not a, a huge rap fan anymore. I used to be a long time ago, uh, back in my teenage days. Uh, it's all I used to listen to. But now, if I gotta listen to rap, it's gotta have some guitar to it. Uh, but I do know a lot of uh, fans out there that uh, did enjoy his music, and I, I did actually like his big song he had um, with Warren G, which was uh, Regulator. So that was uh, that was cool. Um, and I, he, if you don't know who he is, he was also kind of like a protege of Snoop Dogg. So uh, the cause of death is unknown at this point, but if you are a fan, please show your support over at his uh, Facebook page um, to the family and friends uh, of Nate Dogg. So, um, also in music news, Alice Cooper is going to be inducted in the Hall of Fame. And uh, I, I like Alice Cooper. He's a funny guy. Um, you know, he always had the shock rock kind of look, but not as bad as Marilyn Manson ever did. But uh, when you actually hear the guy talk or see interviews, he's actually a very well-rounded individual, very smart, very funny. Uh, I actually believe he became a pastor, but still did Alice Cooper songs. And uh, I love Wayne's World and that song "Feed My Frankenstein." Uh, that's a great song, and I love his part in the movie where he plays the super uh, smart, intelligent guy. And he's probably really like that in real life. Any interview I saw him in, he was he was just excellent to watch. So, uh, congratulations to Alice Cooper going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, any Kelly Clarkson fans out there? Um, I'm a Kelly Clarkson fan. I think she's cool. She won the very first season of American Idol. Her album is done, but it's being delayed till September. Evidently, September is the month to release an album. So, unfortunately, if you are a fan of Kelly, you are going to have to wait till September. So that you know that's depressing because you know I really was looking forward to a new CD. But hey, what are you going to do? So. Also, moving on to movie news of the week. Uh, I did actually watch Scott Pilgrim vs. the World this week. Um, there's been a lot of feedback that the movie was excellent. Uh, Dan over at Flicks hates the movie. Jason loves the movie. And I have to admit, I've never seen a movie like this in my whole entire life. Um, to say it's a video game movie is really, uh, really far-fetched. Uh, it's a movie you've never seen before. Um, it's it's amazing. It's hard to describe. It's just I'm not a fan of Michael Cera. I think I think he's kind of lame. But he worked in this film. Uh, Brandon Routh, the Superman from Superman Returns, was in this movie. He was one of the Seven Evil Exes. Excellent movie. I loved it. Halfway through, uh, my wife and me decided that we were going to go buy it on Blu-ray because it would look so much better. Excellent film. I highly recommend it. If you are in. Uh, if you love comic book movies, this is excellent. If you love video games, this movie is excellent. If you just want a good, fun time, it's great special effects. Get this movie. I highly recommend it. So, uh, it's awesome. Um, Major League 3 is actually going to be coming out, you know, I guess, in the theater. Uh, since Wesley Snipes is in jail, they've gotten Tony Todd, which uh, is Mr. Candyman, uh, and from Final Destination movies and a lot of other movies, he is going to replace Wesley Snipes because obviously he's in jail. He can't take over the part. So, also uh, Diane Lane, uh, she has been cast as Martha Kent in the new Superman reboot. Uh, I, you know, I like Diane Lane. I think she's a, a really good actress. Uh, she was in that movie 
with Richard Gere on Faithful, if you're not familiar with Diane Lane. Um, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with this because she is a younger Martha Kent. Usually we're used to seeing an elderly lady play Martha Kent, so I'm excited to see what kind of change they're going to be doing with this here. Um, and also the new Underworld. It's going to be called Underworld New Dawn. That movie will not come out until January, but the good news is Kate Beckinsale is back. I've seen pictures of her doing stunt work. She's in the same outfit. This is going to take place after two where um, her and Michael have a daughter. She's a teenage daughter, and they got to try to find her before this, um, I guess, this... Uh, this company is going to be creating lichens. Um, I'm not really sure the complete storyline, but I just know that uh, it's got Kate Beckett selling. She said she'd never do it again, but I'm happy that she's returning. Unfortunately, that's not coming out till January, but hey, they're working on it now. So, you know, January, that's not really too far away. So, that is all the news and movie and music news of the week. Now, before we get into the topic of the night, let's go ahead and get into a commercial. Hello? Hello, Mr. May. This is Chris Sturt. Seattle Long Distance Service. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. We're calling people in your area to offer special low rates tonight. Yeah, who's this? This is Chris Sturt from CS. Chris, this, this, man, this is, this is weird. I host a radio show. Uh, oh, yeah? Horn, yeah, Horn Dog in the Morning, and you, you probably heard of me. But uh, anyway... Uh, I've been given the go-ahead by my general manager to hire a female sidekick. As a matter of fact, your voice would be perfect for my show, Chrissy. I'm telling you, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be, uh, I think it'd be a great uh, addition to my show. And what a great concept. You know, like, I, I, how did you find Chrissy? I found her, you know, she was a, tele, she was a telemarketer. Well, I think that'd be a great angle to well, go no, with. No, you got, you're misunderstanding here. I'm, I'm calling from the CIS to offer you low special rates. And this is not Chrissy, this is Chris. Alright guys, let's get into this. Now, before I get into the all-time top worst nastiest dumbest movies ever I just wanted to let you guys know that going forward I know the past couple of episodes I've done a lot of extensive review kind of scene by scene I'm not going to do that no more it's probably annoying for you I know it's annoying for me because I got to sit down and write all this crap down and uh, you know I'm just going to watch the movie pick my favorite parts do high level call it a day tell you to either check it out don't check it out you know i'm going to try to make it my own as much as possible without copying anybody else but i just want to let you guys know going forward these uh, episodes aren't going to be like an hour long there's they're going to be i'm going to try and make them as straight to the point as possible so moving on let's get into this now the number 10 movie is popeye I flippin' hate this movie. This movie stars Robin Williams. Let me make this clear. I'm a huge Robin Williams fan. I love every single movie he's ever done, except this one. This one sucks. Uh, it's from 1980. It's a live-action film. Um, it's one of the first films co-produced between Disney and Paramount Pictures. Um, just imagine a cartoon created as a movie, but really, really bad. You got Shelley Duvall that plays Olive Oil. She's dry, stale, horrible to watch. 
I'm not going to get into the plot because really it's useless to get into it. Um, unfortunately, this movie actually made money. It was on a budget of like 20 million bucks. It grossed 50 million at the box office back then. That was considered a success. So, um, a run from this movie. Um, a lot of people actually don't know about it, which is a good thing. But if you have seen this movie, I feel your pain. Please stay away from Popeye the Sailor Man. Uh, the actual title is Popeye. But if you are a huge Robin Williams fan, stay away from this movie because you will not be a Robin Williams fan if you ever actually watch this movie. So this movie is garbage. So please run away from this movie. I guess on a scale of, uh, you know, star-wise, you know, one to five. Um, uh, what, a two? Yeah, two. I mean, it's bearable to watch. Um I I very rarely give movies uh, half stars or no stars. There's only uh, one movie in particular that gets that rating, and that's obviously number one. But I'll get into that in a moment. So, moving along, uh, let's get rid of Popeye and move on to number nine. And that would be Starship Troopers. Now, I'm probably going to get some hate for this because there's probably a lot of people out there that actually like this film. I can't stand it. I... Don't fall asleep when I watch movies. Let me just make that clear. As horrible as movies are, I'm always thinking that they're going to get better, they're going to get better, they're going to get better. I fell asleep during this movie. This is one of two movies I have fallen asleep through. Um, the special now, the special effects, okay, they're bearable to watch. They do look cool, but if you're not seeing bugs on the screen, the story is absolutely horrible. And this is sad because this comes from the director, Paul Verns, uh, or however you want to say it. He's the guy that directed Robocop. Um, a lot of people actually do like this movie. It made a lot of money. I, unfortunately, I never liked it. We got Casper Van Dien, whoever that is. We got Denise Richards, who's really stale. She's not a very good actress anyways, but she was not fun to watch. Neil Patrick Harris is actually in this movie. He's bearable. Michael Ironside, uh, a lot of fans for him. He's okay to watch. Um, the special effects are probably the only thing that saved this movie. If you took out all the bugs and put something else in there, it would be horrible. So... Um, I highly suggest that you run away from Starship Troopers. It's absolutely horrible. Um, if you want to leave your brain at the door like Howard the Duck, uh, Howard the Duck is more enjoyable for all those people that hate Howard the Duck than Starship Troopers is to sit through. So I highly recommend that you run away from Starship Troopers. Um, this movie gets a 2 as well just because the special effects make it bearable to watch. But the story... Uh, you're going to fall asleep through. It's not entertaining. It's very The story is very dry, dull. The acting is horrible. The lead actor, I never even heard of the guy before. So run from this movie. It absolutely sucks. So moving on to number eight. Now, this movie um, this movie is actually fun if you um, you know are doing drugs, I guess you could say. The reason why it's good now is because... There's been a light at the end of the tunnel, and it brought some goodness, and that's Batman and Robin. Um, Batman and Robin is fun times if you want to pop in the DVD, sit back with all your friends, and just laugh hysterically at the one-liners. Uh, Arnold is does what he does best. I mean, you guys all listen to Film and Focus when you hear Jason and Danny just do all the Arnold. You know, it's the Ice Age, you know, just all them great dumb one-liners but overall this is the movie that killed the Batman franchise um, you had two excellent Batman films from Tim Burton number two 
was much darker than number one, and Tim Burton kind of did his own thing. It's not really a Batman movie. It's a Tim Burton movie, if, if that makes sense. Um, he basically made so much money off the first one, they gave him the keys. Uh, he, he did some crazy stuff with part two. They wanted to, they would be Warner Brothers, wanted to make a family film, so they got Joel Schumacher, which uh, he made excellent movies like The Lost Boys. He comes around, makes Batman Forever, tones the movie down, but Batman Forever was definitely a watchable film, uh, but it was no way near the comic, dark, or anything like that. But we get Batman and Robin. This is basically the TV show with Adam West brought to life. It's uh, ridiculous. The colors are total neon lights. I mean, you have bat nipples and everything else. The um, the story is is basically ridiculous. Um, the special effects um, are good. Um, I would say the um, the one liners are the best part of the film. If you're watching it just for the fact that you want to um, you know have a good time and laugh. Check out Batman and Robin, but if you love Batman Begins and The Dark Knight and never seen the previous Batman films, watch one, don't watch two, don't watch three, and definitely stay away from Batman and Robin. It absolutely sucks. Now, it may sound like I'm actually saying good things about it, but don't let that fool you. It's only because of the fact I got two excellent Batman movies, the movies I always wanted to see. I got Batman Begins and The Dark Knight because Batman and Robin was such a huge bomb. I mean, basically, I even watched the commentary. The director was told from Warner Brothers that we're making a kid's movie. We're making a toy movie. We're only making this movie so we could sell millions and millions of toys. And that's exactly what you got on screen. Even Chris O'Donnell uh, was like, what kind of movie are we making? This movie is, is dumb. It's stupid. So and thanks to the fact that the movie bombed, um, we finally got the reboot, which, in my opinion, Batman Begins was the first official reboot that started this whole reboot, re-imaging craze that happened. Because Batman Begins was done right, it was done respectfully, and it was done believably, and we got the Dark Knight. I personally, as I said before, like Batman Begins better than a Dark Knight. They're both five-star films. But thanks to Batman and Robin, we got the excellent films that we have today. And without... Without Batman and Robin and without getting the Batman Begins reboot, I don't think we would have had all the excellent comic book movies we've had recently. So that's why um, I, I don't give too much hate to Batman and Robin anymore because of the fact of the uh, excellent movies we've received after that bomb. So um, moving on to number seven, The Crow. And no, I'm not talking about number one. We all know number one is a masterpiece. Uh, you want to talk excellent excellent comic book movie you need to watch the crow one if you haven't seen it i don't know what's wrong with you uh, but i'm not talking about number two three i'm talking about four uh, number two number two was bearable uh it had good intentions but executed badly because the main guy who played the crow he he had an accent he was really hard to understand the book was better i mean most people say the book is always better but in this case the book gave a lot of details to the villains and it really helped explain the story better. But the movie itself, um, you know, it's bearable to watch. Number three um, is Salvation. That was a straight-to-DVD movie with Kirsten Dunst. Um, I, I, I kind of enjoyed it. I mean, it was definitely, definitely better than... Um, number two was better. 
uh, but number three was good because I actually had a guy I could understand. But when we get to number four, oh my gosh, this movie is... Avoid this movie like the plague. It's called Wicked Prayer. It has Edward Furlong in it. Right there, that should tell you what's wrong with this film. Um, he was great in Terminator 2, but the fact he's leading this movie, nobody is likable. Everybody is horrible. We have Tara Reid, who's never, who's never been a good actress, never good in this movie. Uh, we have Dennis Hopper, who plays a crazy satanic worshiper. And then we have my boy, David Boreanaz. And you know him from Angel, from the Buffy and Angel universe, and from Bones. If you're not watching Bones, what's wrong with you? You should be watching it. That show is excellent. But I don't know if he just needed a paycheck or he was taking a summer break from Bones. But this this movie does nothing good for his career. It's absolutely horrible. Avoid this movie like the plague. If you're going to watch the Crow movies, watch number one and call it a day. Don't watch any other ones. They disgraced the, the name of the first movie. I hear they're going to be doing a reboot of number one, which sucks. I wish they would just leave it alone with these reboots on classic films, but nothing I can do to stop it. So, Avoid the Crow Wicked Prayer absolutely sucks. So, moving on to number six. Now, you're going to say, why isn't this movie higher on your list, Masunis? Well, I found some good things in this movie, but the ones above this movie are way worse. Um, and, by the way, this movie is complete trash. And that would be Rob Zombie's Halloween. Now, Halloween is my all-time favorite horror movie. And I'm talking about the John Carpenter film. I was very excited for this film because I thought Rob Zombie's doing it. I had never seen his movies, but I knew he was a horror director and he loved the character of Michael Myers. I thought it was going to be good. And the first half of the movie was kind of like a prequel um, re-imaging and then the second half was supposed to be kind of like the remake best parts of the original and the only thing that was done right was the mask the mask is like five stars excellent it hasn't looked that great since the original I love the mask the guy who played Michael Myers is Taylor Main. he's an ex-wrestler and he was in Wolf, uh, X-Men uh, he played Sabretooth he was great for the part Daniel Harris, who played Jamie in Halloween 4 and 5. She was back. It was great to see her on screen. She played Annie. Um, but the problem with this movie is the F-bomb is said, like, in the first 10 minutes. They must have said it over 75 times. Now, you know, I can handle swearing in a movie, but hearing the F-bomb 75 times in 10 minutes, I mean, God, that's just that's just unbelievable. Um, the violence was way over the top. It took the whole scariness of Michael Myers, throwing it out the water. I mean, Michael Myers is supposed to be like the devil incarnate almost. Instead, they make him be some kid who got, a, you know, all these problems from home. And it just totally killed the whole Michael Myers character. Um, the second half, they took the best parts of the first one, screwed them up. Um, the movie is... Um, just avoid this movie at all possible. The theme song um, re was remade. It actually sounded pretty cool. Um, if you could just fast forward to the scenes where you see Michael Myers' mask, that's all I would tell you, and then skip the rest. So avoid Rob Zombie's Halloween. This movie absolutely sucks. Um, one star all the way. And the only reason it gets the one star is because the mask looks awesome. Moving on to number five. That would be Jonah Hex. Now, um, I know this is a newer movie. Uh, I fell asleep during Jonah Hex. Um, the storyline, I guess, is back in the Old West. It's like some supernatural Western. Um, the guy is, uh, 
the guy's family is murdered. And the guy who plays Jonah Hex is uh, Josh Brolin from The Goonies, excellent actor. Um, in the beginning, his family is killed. He gets burned in the face, and he can supposedly go up to dead people, resurrect them, get information on them, and then they die again. I don't know. I fell asleep. It was so boring and dull. Megan Fox was in it. Uh, that should tell you something right there. Um, I think my wife finished it, but I think she didn't like it either and never said what her review was. So uh, Jonah Hex, avoid that movie. It absolutely sucks. Um, Halloween's better than that just because the mask is cool and it's something you can be excited about to look at screen. Versus Jonah Hex, there's nothing great to look at at screen. Everything is horrible. The color was bad. The acting was bad. It was stale. You didn't care about anybody. Avoid Jonah Hex like the plague. So moving on to number four. That would be Eat My Dust. Eat My Dust is such a crappy movie that it's not even on Wikipedia. It's a Ron Howard film. I saw it. Uh, it's like one of the. It's like a big racing movie. The racing was so bad. The car scenes were so bad. The crashes were so bad. Um, Ron Howard, thank God, he became an excellent director. Uh, it's a Roger Corman film, so if you see where I'm going with that, either you like those movies or you don't. This movie absolutely sucks. Can't find it anywhere. Thank God. Uh, Eat My Dust is just its absolutely horrible. So um, avoid, avoid, avoid Eat My Dust if you actually ever come in contact with it. Because if you do come in contact with this movie, chances are a demon delivered at your doorstep. So moving on to number two. Number two is Street Fighter with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Now, Jean-Claude Van Damme, um, I am a sucker for. I like bad, you know, I like bad movies. You know, he's definitely guilty pleasure, like Steven Seagal. And uh, this movie, I saw four times. And the reason I saw four times is I always fell asleep, and I f- and I always got in free because my friend always bought me tickets because he wanted me to finish the movie. Well. I would watch it, fall asleep at the same parts. Um, I finally, at one point, I think, finished the film, but it's like the dude, Jean-Claude Van Damme, didn't know how to talk. He was like, who wants to come with me? You know, just real ridiculous, stupid sounding. The had nothing to be, it was nothing like the video game. It wasn't cool at all. The acting was way over the top. The special effects sucked. Um, it Raul Julia unfortunately died after making this movie. I mean, we have Kylie Minogue in the movie, who she's a singer. So, just if you ever see this movie laying in Blockbuster, if there's any of those ever around, just take it up to the shelf and tell them that they need to burn the film, that it's a disgrace for any martial, you know, it's just a disgrace, period. But uh, Jean Claude Van Damme gives a bad name to bad actors. After this movie. Absolutely horrible. This is the movie that killed his career. I definitely believe. So I absolutely hate Street Fighter. It sucked. Um, Avoid, avoid, avoid that movie. So I actually think I got my count messed up. Because number two is uh, has been changed. Um, So I apologize if my count got mixed up here. Um, Number two is Jaws 4, Jaws the Revenge, and uh, man, this movie, I'll tell you, you want to talk about ridiculous, how many of you know that sharks roar, what, you didn't know that sharks roar, 
Yeah, they do. If you stick something in their mouth that gives, you know, electrocutes them, don't you know that they jump out of the water and they roar? You don't believe me? Check it out. of that crap I'm sure you heard enough to set up that scene for you basically at the end of the film they stick this electrical thing in the shark's mouth and when they push the button he comes out of the water and he roars yeah he roars and uh, this is just absolutely horrible trash let me tell you how bad this movie is this movie is so bad then on Rotten Tomatoes, which if you don't know what Rotten Tomatoes are, are basically the critics, um, all the critics' reviews put together along with fans. It has zero, zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I've never seen a movie hit zero percent in my life. All of the acclaimed movie director or movie reviewers say that Jaws The Revenge is one of the worst films ever made. Um... Okay, Jaws 1, excellent epic film, we all know. Number 2, I like better than Jaws 1. It was super fun. I loved all the kids. I thought they were great. It was just a super fun, awesome movie. Then we get Jaws 3 with Dennis Quaid. I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought Part 2 was better. I would say Jaws 1 is probably 4, 4.5 stars. Jaws 2 is 4 stars. Jaws 3 is about 3 stars. Um, and then when we got to Jaws 4... Um, Lance Guest, who played in Halloween 2, he was Jamie Lee Curtis's boyfriend, um, they completely ignore everything that happened in Part 3. Um, and the mother from Jaws 1 um, and Jaws 2, she is the main, the main person of the film. And Michael Caine, unfortunately, is in this film, which hopefully no one remembers that or, you know... They would forget how awesome an actor he is. But uh, basically, um, she thinks that Jaws is coming after her no matter where she goes. I mean, it's just... The, okay, I admit the shark scenes do look cool the way he looks. But, I mean, the story is is dumb. Um, it's not fun at all. It's It takes a huge task to get through. And when you get to the ending... If you've seen the TV version, what happens is after that roar hits, he jumps out of the water. All of a sudden, he blows up. You're just like, well, what happened? He just blows up. I'm like, okay. And then he sinks to the bottom and there's blood everywhere, which is the exact same scene as part one. But then if you see on YouTube, you watch the original unedited cut, you'll see that he comes out of the water roaring, the boat stabs him, he sits there, he's roaring more, blood's busting out of him, and he takes the ship down for being too heavy. That one actually makes more sense. But uh, Jaws 4 is absolutely horrible, um, unbearable to watch, uh, completely killed the franchise as you know. Um, Watch Jaws 1, Jaws 2, Jaws 3. Consider it a great trilogy and be done with the night. If you have any plans on watching Jaws 4, run, 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 run away from this film. Absolutely horrible. Completely sucks.
please, please, I beg you, do not watch this film. It is absolutely, oh, unbelievable, horrible. So to recap before I get into number one, um, number ten was Popeye. Number nine was Starship Troopers. Number eight was Batman and Robin. Number seven was Crow, Wicked Prayer. Number six is Rob Zombie's Halloween. Number five is Jonah Hex. Number four is Eat My Dust. Number three is Street Fighter. And number two is Jaws 4 or Jaws the Revenge. So just in case I, I mixed up the uh, order there, I you know, when I said the numbers, I apologize. So let's get to number one. And... Uh, do you have any idea what number one could be? Um, I had one friend say it's got to be Avatar or it's got to be Twilight. Nope. Nope. It is something way worse. Way, way worse. If you haven't guessed it by now, the biggest piece of trash on the face of this planet, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, or H2, or uh, whatever you want to call it, this is the worst movie I have ever seen in my whole entire life. I have seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of movies ever since I was a kid. Watching since I was four, I have never seen something this bad, this horrible in all of my life. This takes the cake. This movie doesn't even get a half star. Doesn't even get a star. It only doesn't even get a half star. This movie is sucks. All right, here's the reason why. Number one, I was thinking that Rob Zombie learned his lesson from the first one. You know, Michael Myers gets shot in the face. I thought for sure that, uh, you know, he was dead because he was supposed to be based in reality. Well, this movie basically slaps you in the face in the first 10 minutes. We start off with this really cool scene where Lori's walking down the street after being just tore up. And you see her in the hospital getting stitches and her fingernails being pulled off. Excellent special effects. All right. I mean, we're talking this looks so good. Then we get Michael Myers with uh, with this mask looking even better than the first one. I'm like, man, I think Rob Zombie learned his lesson, man. I think this might actually be pretty cool. But he said it's not going to be a remake of Part 2. Part 2 takes place right after Halloween 1 where Lori's in the hospital. Michael Myers goes after her in the hospital. So we get Michael Myers shows up in the hospital. I knew something was off when I started hearing a moan. And I mean like grunt, yell, scream. Every time he was stabbing somebody, scream at the top of his lungs. I'm like, okay, wait. Something isn't sounding right here. That's not Michael Myers. But I'm like, wait, everything's looking cool, looking cool. Then you get to the point where Lori's trapped and he's about ready to go and she wakes up. It's a flipping dream. Oh, I hate those movies where you get so caught into it and you find out, haha, fooled you, it's a dream. I kid you not, people, that is the only good part in the film. And if you ever watch this piece of crap, watch from the first 10 minutes, and as soon as that's over, don't watch anymore. 
run, run, run. And I mean, watch Jaws 4 before you ever watch this. I mean, watch Jaws 4 ten times before you watch this crap. It is absolute horrible. Okay, Laurie Strode is this psychotic, ridiculous, five-person character in this movie. She plays one part one second. Then she goes to being, um, you know, I'm this... I'm this girl who uh, I got attacked by, you know, Michael Myers, and then uh, I'm going to be, you know, yelling at my psychiatrist, but then everything is cool the next day, and she completely just, she's like five different characters in this film. Then you get Malcolm McDowell, who's a complete douchebag. I mean, he makes, he's the king of all douches in this movie. I mean, my favorite character, Dr. Loomis, I thought he was excellent in the movies. Malcolm McDowell was horrible playing Dr. Loomis. I hated the fact that he was Loomis the whole time. I hated him in part one. He brought no character. He brought no character to Dr. Loomis at all. I thought he was absolutely horrible. But in part two, he's even worse. I mean, he basically is trying to sell books based off the murders that happened in the first one. All he cares about is his image and uh, selling books. He doesn't care about who died. And you get Margot Kidder who looks so strung out on drugs. And the movie goes in such weird directions where we get Michael Myers' mom is how he comes back because she has some white horse. Basically, a, a, a white horse is the reason it can give him the power. I don't know. Some stupid crap. Um, it's like basically watching Friday the 13th. I mean, Jason is all about defending the, of, avenging his mom. And now Michael Myers is a mama's boy, just like Jason. doesn't make any sense. I mean, it was stupid. Um, the cool scenes is where Michael Myers is walking around with like his hoodie. I thought Michael Myers with the hoodie was going to be stupid and ridiculous, but he looks really cool, I had to admit. Um, I, outside of the beginning and the scenes where Michael Myers is walking, I mean, the, cinematogra the cinematography looks excellent. Um, I I watched the movie once. I've never watched it again. Uh, oh man, this movie just is complete trash. Let me put it in perspective for you. I was watching Dumb and Criminal, Dumbest Criminals, the other day, and they had the dumbest record breakers. And the number one is this guy who was trying to break eating the most shellfish um, or, or oysters. I apologize, it was oysters. He's trying to eat the most oysters in so many minutes. Well, he got down to the very end, and uh, he threw up the oysters in a garbage can. In order to finish breaking the record, he took the oysters out of the garbage can and re-ate, and he ate his own vomit. That's how I would compare this movie. If your kicks is to you know eat or or drink to the point where you vomit. And then you go in the toilet, you take a big glass in your toilet, and it's all full of, you know, vomit, and you take a, and you just drink the whole glass. That's what it's like watching this movie. Complete and utter vomit. Ugh. It's like, re yeah. You, you get my point, people. Uh, if you're going to watch uh, any of these movies on my list, uh, what's wrong with you? Um, you have some serious issues. That's all I can say. So... Uh, please avoid these movies. I'm telling you as a friend. I'm telling you as a person who loves movies, who can watch anything. Avoid all ten of these movies like The Plague, especially number one. Okay. If you watch any of the other ones, I'll forgive you. But if you watch Halloween, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, 
Oh man, anybody who sat through this movie, I feel your pain. Uh, man, uh, horrible, horrible, horrible. I can't even discuss. Uh, yeah, you get the point, people. Review is over for Halloween 2. I am done talking about that trash. So, now, um, let me go ahead and uh, before we get into the music spotlight, I want to say uh, thank you so much for joining me. Um, hopefully, um, this was, uh, you know, I didn't drive you too crazy with these movie reviews. You know, I tried to just go off the top of my head with the crap that I could remember. Uh, but I want to give my uh, sponsors some shout-outs uh, to the Crossroads Podcast. If you are a fan of Supernatural, and you should be, greatest show on TV, you need to check out the Crossroads Podcast. Check out my uh, girl, Star. She's awesome. And the co-host, which is Jason from Flicks, Film & Focus, Shadowy Flight, and Show Me the Winston. Hilarious show. It is awesome. I call it Show Me the Supernatural because they tangent in the beginning and then they talk about Supernatural. So check out that show. Then we got Flicks where we got Jason and Dan where they talk about movies. We have Film and Focus where Jason and Danny take an analytical approach. And we get Show Me the Winston where they sit around with a beer and just talk about random stuff. Then we get The Shadowy Flight dedicated to the greatest TV show on the planet, Knight Rider. Excellent show. So check those out um, hopefully I'll get some emails and some iTunes reviews from you guys I'd love that, I'd want to read them on the show uh, but if you don't hey I understand So um, let's go into the music spotlight of the week now um, we all know about the devastation that happened in Japan with the tsunami um, you know, I know it's going to affect a lot of people for a very long time um, I wanted to come up with a song that um, I was, you know, would be kind of inspirational to people. Um, and then my uh, my second favorite band, Skillet, has the number one rock song of the week, uh, mainstream rock song, Awaken Alive. I played that last week during the movie and music um, spotlight section. Um, so if you um, if you just want to go back and listen to that, you'll hear that song. But they do a song that's called Hero. And the uh, the song is very inspirational um, because we all need a hero in our life, and uh, whether you find that hero, you know, through through God, through you know your your mom, your dad, you know your sister, your brother, your you know your guardian, whatever. Everybody needs someone to love. Everybody needs a hero in their life. And this song is really really huge. You know, I went to a hockey game just a couple weeks ago. And they were playing this song. Uh, you know, I, I hear it everywhere. It was WWE was playing it. I mean, it's it's all over the place. I'm sure you've heard it before. Uh, but the um, the girl singing is actually the drummer. Her name is Jen Ledger. She's from Australia. She's uh, 19 years old. Uh, she is my favorite drummer singer. She is excellent. So um, I will post the music video on the Sweep the Leg podcast page so you can check out this music video. Or if you're my friend on Facebook, I just posted that last night. Check out this music video. But um, uh, please, ho hopefully you'll listen to this song. And uh, you know this is dedicated to everybody out in Japan um, who, who needs someone um, you know, to help them get through everything. And uh, you know, I know it's going to affect people in America too, not just, you know, 
with with what happened but just the whole economy and everything so uh, this is just hopefully everybody will stay strong so before I play this I just want to say thanks again uh, next week I'm going to be talking the Monster Squad awesome excellent film uh, if you haven't seen it go check it out uh, even though it's uh, late 80s it is super fun and it is relevant today because just imagine the Goonies with monsters if you like the Goonies Watch the Monster Squad uh, and just put monsters in it. Everybody knows Kick Em in the Nards, Wolfman scene, excellent. So let me go ahead and play this song for you. Again, this is from Skillet. The song is Hero. You guys uh, take care. This is Masunas out. <laughs> Just another family tour.